Lord, we thank you. Your word says in 1 John 3:16, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we had to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. And Lord, we're thankful that there have been those who have been willing to follow the example and lead of Jesus and lay down their lives for those that they love. And Father, we come to you today on behalf of our nation. Lord, your word also says in Psalm 33, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And Lord, we, we humbly recognize that the origin of all blessing is from you. And Lord, we, we know that, uh, that you bring down the proud, but you lift up the humble. So Lord, we humble our hearts before you. We come to you humbly in seeking that blessing. Lord, we ask that you would that you would make in us, in our nation, a nation whose God is the Lord. We ask, Lord, that you would uh, lead us, teach us how to act as a nation whose God is the Lord. Teach us how to love in a way that whose nation, uh, as a nation whose God is the Lord. And yes, Lord, we do humbly uh, ask and believe that you will also bless this nation as we pursue you as our Lord. Jesus' name. Thank you, Adam. And here's Adam's wife. Oh, Father God, we are just so grateful for your goodness, Lord. And I want to just specifically thank you so much, Lord, for um, every person who gave their life for the freedom of our land, Lord. Father, for every family that has lost a loved one, Lord, um, and made that ultimate sacrifice as a family. Lord God, we ask for your blessing for them. Lord God, we ask that you would, um, Lord, that you would encourage them. And um, Lord, we, we're just so grateful, Jesus. We just ask, Lord, that they would know as a nation our gratefulness for them, Lord. And Father, during this time, Jesus, we're asking for your great mercy for our nation, Jesus. We ask for your mercy for us, Lord. We ask you to forgive us for our great sins against you, Lord. Father, forgive us, Lord, for the way that we've allowed innocent blood to be shed in our land, Lord. Father, we just repent before you, Lord God. We ask that you would have mercy on us, Jesus. We come before you as a church, Lord, and we ask that you would remove this pestilence and plague from our land, Lord God. Father, we ask for a restoration of freedom, Lord. We thank you for the great sacrifice that our founding fathers made, Lord God, in, um, in establishing a nation, Lord God, where we're free to worship you, Jesus, and for the constitutional rights, Lord, that you, Holy Spirit, actually led our founders to pen in, in, in our Bill of Rights. So we're just so thankful, Lord God. Father, help us know, Lord Jesus, how to walk ahead in these days. Lord, we ask for your supernatural protection over our country, over our nation, Lord. And we ask, Lord of God, that you would um, bring great redemption, Lord God, that we would not, not go out of this time empty-handed, Lord. But, Lord, that the enemy would be plundered for the, for the wicked things, Lord, that he has done in taking lives, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that, um, 
that you came, Lord Jesus, to redeem us from the curse of the law, Lord. We thank you so much that we are redeemed from the curse of the law. Lord, we ask for the knowledge of the glory of the Lord to fill the United States of America as the waters cover the sea in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord God. And everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Gus. Thank you for your service to our country. It was, I believe it was last Saturday afternoon. The Lord just kept impressing on my heart that Pastor Dean would have a word for us today. And so I, I texted him and he said, Pastor Dean is always instant, in season and out. I just... I'm very thankful to the Lord for Pastor Dean. He's got such a, he's pastor, he's pastoral. He's got a caring, very caring heart, but also wisdom. The Lord really moves through him with wisdom. And I've learned a lot from him and I'm so thankful. But I know he's got a word for us today. From the Lord, Holy Spirit teacher will teach us and open our eyes and give revelation on this, what he has for us. So, Dean. And everybody said, <laughs> I was preaching in Fargo one time, and I had my friend there, and he was introducing me, and he went on and on and on about how great I was. So then <laughs> I just went like this, keep it going, keep it going. <laughs> but it's great that we are somebody in Jesus. Amen. He has made us somebody. Praise God. So today, I want to just bring a teaching, so I just had a thought today that we'd have a chat. <laughs> when Paul was preaching different places, sometimes he stood out and just proclaimed, but then sometimes he reasoned with them, and he brought about a way of communication that was just speaking directly to their perceptions and enlivening their thinking. Amen. And so today, I want to talk about a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Praise God. And I'm, I'm going to start with an introduction, and I'm going, to, I'm going to skip the middle and just finish with the end. <laughs> That's the plan. And I think this is a multi... It takes a number of sessions to get through this, so I'm planning on putting them online if you want the middle part and probably on our healing class. So you keep your eyes open if you're interested in that. <clears throat> Amen. Let's go to Ephesians 1 and verse 16, very well-known verse that uh, we pray quite a bit. Paul prayed these things for the, for the church. And so I just want to examine this a little bit today. Ephesians 1, 16 and 17. I do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And so the first thing that we notice here is that he does not cease giving thanks and make petition 
that they would come into a spirit of wisdom and revelation. And so these are people that had received Jesus, the Holy Spirit, had made Jesus alive to them, and they were born again. And then uh, the, the initial group was filled with the Holy Spirit. He came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Hallelujah. And so they had the Holy Spirit with them. But yet, Paul is praying, I'm constantly praying that the Father of glory would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And so almost all the translations that I glanced at have give that translation a spirit of wisdom and revelation. And so not the spirit. So this is not talking about the Holy Spirit. This is talking about the operations within the life of us, of God's people. And so this is not a one-time gift that he shows into us or imparts to us. This is, and as I was thinking about this, this week I kept thinking about Mount Rushmore and how they were chiseling, or I guess they used bigger than chisels, drilling and causing the faces to appear. And, you know, Michael Angelo said that, you know, he said in sculpting that he, he would just remove the excess rock. The picture was already there. <laughs> Amen. And so when God is bringing about this transformation of our inner man, our inner purpose, the Holy Spirit is just removing the excess, the things that would hinder, the things that would hold us back so that we could flow with him. Amen. Isn't that exciting? So we already have Jesus in us. We already have God's call. All those things are already in us. But then there are things within our natural nature that need to be refined. Hallelujah. And this comes to the knowledge of him. Praise God. So let's all just declare today, God is working. Hallelujah. And so Paul is praying for every individual in the body, every person that has come to Jesus is in this process, and we are being taken from glory to glory. Glory to glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so it's a progressive growth. And isn't the process wonderful? He takes us from glory to glory. And I remember years ago when I was studying and reading the word and things, and wow, a revelation would hit me, and I would just be, oh, that's got to be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> just basket it, and I was thinking, how, how could that anything ever be better than this? Well, guess what? The next week, <laughs> another revelation would hit. You think, wow. That's got to be the highest revelation there is. But every level of glory is that exciting. Hallelujah. And one thing that happens when we grow up into this, um, well, first let me describe what, the, what I see the spirit of wisdom and revelation as. It's a, like a culture within our heart. Not like a Petri dish or something, but a, <laughs> a culture. Like when we were in high school and the 
and the teams were going to go off to a playoff game and we'd have a pep, pep rally and everybody get around and there was a school spirit there. Uh, you know, we were just all engaged in it. And I see, I see this spirit of wisdom and revelation in that context where our spirit, soul, and body are coming into conformity with the, with the path, the purpose, the call, the life of the kingdom of God. And, you know, Jesus, when he was baptized, the spirit drove him into the wilderness. You ever thought about that? He was so in union with the Father that when the Holy Spirit came upon him, he was driven into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And I think his feet made three or four steps before his mind caught up. (laughs) Somebody smile at me. (laughs) Hallelujah. And so we can come to the place, and this is the design of God, that we can come to the place where our whole, our whole being is engaged in moving with God. There's no resistance to flowing with him. And we're in the process. Our mind is being renewed. Our will is being, you know, strengthened. We're coming into union more and more with him. Hallelujah. And so I just ask you today to allow God to break any strongholds in your perceptions that the Father has held back from communicating personally with you. He desires to have a living, present communication with his people. And this spirit of wisdom and revelation I found in my life that it really aids in moving in the gifts of the Spirit. It's so good when you're at rest with God and your whole being is just kind of right there with him and there's no resistance where the Holy Spirit can come and just motivate and your whole body is in agreement. Amen. And, you know, I don't think I'm perfect yet, but, <laughs> but it, we're, on, we're on the road and we have these times and a few... Weeks ago, uh, a lady was calling me a couple times and she was having severe pain in her stomach in the, and she was in the emergency room a number of times. <clears throat> and uh, then she'd get a little bit better and then a week later she'd call and she was in severe pain. And I know Tim and Kathy were ministering to her and praying with her. And so sometimes when God uses us, it's like a a body thing. And sometimes we get to see the the harvest of it, but we don't see all the others that have joined in the prayer. But God sees. And I remember Kenneth Hagin also saying that, that he believed that whenever someone received a, just a dynamic miracle, that there were people behind the scenes that were working in the Spirit, praying and encouraging. Amen. And so, you know, these are body things that happen. And anyway, she called and she was in, you know, she got out of the emergency room and I was, so I said, well, let's pray. And I prayed and you could hear her voice. She was really run down and, you know, just drained. 
And all of a sudden, she felt something pop within her stomach or somewhere in her body, like a balloon popping. And I've had that happen a few times where I've seen it. I felt it. And the other person has felt it at the same time, and they've been instantly healed. And anyway, she said, you know, so we hung up, and she called back in about half hour and said, I am completely better. All the pain is gone, but she had life in her. It wasn't just that he, you know, it was a healing from the issues, but restored to energy. Hallelujah. Isn't Jesus wonderful? He's working. So, you know, God cares about our livers. And they told her it was something with her liver. God cares about your liver. And last, last yesterday, I was, somebody called from Minneapolis, and their, their cat was in the, had to be taken into the vet. And it, it, it was kidneys, I guess. And they were said to have to be there for five days. This was taken in a few days ago. But anyway, yesterday she, she uh, called and we prayed. And she's a very uh, aggressive, energetic type of a person. And so she took off praying and she was praying all over the place over everything, which is fine. I'm just not that way. I'm more... Let's wait and just catch something. <laughs> and anyway, I, you know, so we were doing, I was agreeing with her where I could and things. And all of a sudden, I, I saw in the spirit where it was like, I could see like a bear walking and just the underside of the pad, you know. And so I just, and sometimes when those things happen in the spirit, you're, you're looking at it, but you're praying about the other thing. And then after a while, you say, you think, oh, am I seeing something here? You know, and so then I I stopped. I looked a little bit at it, and I just felt the Holy Spirit say, "There's a there's a curse on the land, a generational thing." And so I just spoke it out and began to deal with it. And she hooked right up with it and joined in. And uh, she called back in five minutes and said, "The vet just called. He said I've never seen anything like it. The cat jumped up and started to eat." <laughs> It had been paralyzed in the, in the back legs. It couldn't walk. I mean, it was, God cares about your liver. God cares about your cat. <laughs> but it was important to the family, you know. Anyway, um, the cat, is that where the generational thing was with the cat? Well, I think it was over the land. Oh, and the then... <laughs> It hit the you cat. Mean the land where the they had just moved live? to a new house and wow. So turn to somebody and say, "I don't understand." <laughs> well, sometimes things in the spirit are that way. We don't always intellectually understand, but we we are submitted to God and we move with Him, and God works. Hallelujah. Excuse me, hallelujah. God desires that we would know him. He's not holding back revelation and understanding from his people. He desires for us to individually to hear his voice that carries a freshness of life to our spirit. 
And when our whole being can come into more union with Him, we can flow with the will of the Spirit. And, you know, when I view flowing with the Spirit, I'm always thinking about ministry. But in our families, in our, wherever we, you know, where God has called us to focus more upon, uh, He's right there with us. It's worth the pursuit. Amen. So let's go to Isaiah 55. And this is the ending. (laughs) Amen. And I believe this is, this from from verse 6 to 12 kind of talks about this progression of the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I mean, it speaks to me this way. And I'm reading out of the Message Bible. And he just points out, David points out some things here that are important for us to enter into this process. You know, we can presume we are in a lot of great places like Samson, he he presumed that he had strength and he ran out and the spirit had left him because of his disobedience. Had not, you know, had withdrawn from him and his authority. And so let's just read this today. Isaiah 55 and verse 6. Seek God while he's here to be found. Today is the day. Now is the time to put our life after him. We can't say, well, I'm going to wait for another, a better time. I got things I want to get, you know, established for my own purposes. Today is the day. Now is the time. He's here to be found. We, we don't know about tomorrow. God will always be there, but we don't know if we will. Pray to him while he's close at hand. Let the wicked abandon their way of life and the evil their way of their evil way of thinking amen and so there it starts with a repentance abandoning ourselves to god turning away from all those things that just grate at us that are working within us The old man is wicked. The new man is glorious. And so this isn't only talking about somebody else. It's talking about me. It's talking about us. I want everything within me to come into agreement and alignment with the heart of the Father. But it starts by me turning honestly, openly to him. You know, if we do a surface repentance... I'm sorry, but yet we know we're going to return to it. That's not real repentance. I've prayed with people and they want to get free from cigarettes. And so I, I said, well, do you have a pack in your top drawer? <laughs> Just in case you get tempted again? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Amen. 
Repentance means that we take the steps that we need to to clear our life out to follow him. If we fall again, well then we get up and go. But repentance means that I'm just taking care of those things that are before me right now and honestly saying, Lord, help me. And a guy years ago come up and he had problems with lust and he said he wanted prayer and I mean, we were sitting in a car. I was working on a farm with him. <laughs> and, and he just confessed that. And I said, well, do you have magazines around? This was, you know, 70s. Well, a few. <laughs> I said, well, you got to get rid of those, you know. Amen. Do what it takes. Let the wicked abandon their way of life and the evil their way of thinking. Let them come back to God who is merciful. Oh, he is merciful. Let's thank him for that. Right now, you are merciful, Lord. Come back to our God who is lavish with forgiveness. Merciful. He lavishes forgiveness upon us. He cleanses us just as if we've never made a misstep. Such thoughts are just too wonderful for me. Hallelujah. And then listen to what God says. I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work. And then God's decree. That's God's decree. I don't think the way you think. I don't work the way you work. Or the way you work isn't the way I work. And so we have to repent. We have to humble ourselves. We have to acknowledge, Lord God, your ways are higher than my ways. I want your ways with all of my heart, with my passion. I want your ways. If we want the wisdom and revelation, a spirit of wisdom and revelation operating in our life for our whole being coming into this, it has to be more than just a surface commitment to God. And listen to this wonderful statement, for as high, for as this, I'm, I'm quoting out of my mind, I want to read the message here. <clears throat> As a sky, for as a sky soars high above the earth, so the way I work surpasses the way you work. And the way I think is beyond the way you think. Do you want to take this or take that? Do you want to take our way? Or can we see that God's way is so dynamic, so wonderful? I'll take, <laughs> I'll take that way. Just as rain and snow descend from the skies and don't go back until they've watered the earth, doing their work of making things grow and blossom, producing seed for farmers and 
food for the hungry. So will the words that come forth come out of my mouth not come back empty-handed. They'll do the work I sent them to do. They'll complete the assignment I gave them. Wow, don't you love that? They'll complete the assignment that I gave them. God's word, his voice to us, his plan to us, there's an assignment there. And they come to us and they're chiseling (laughs) off the old. So that what God sees, wow, the perfect sculpture, the perfect man of God, thoroughly furnished for every good work, the image more and more of Jesus Christ, thought, walking, thinking, living, is coming out. Can you imagine when the people were watching Michelangelo and he was making the sculpture and they'd walk by and say, oh, I think I, maybe I see where a head is going to be. <laughs> and then later on, oh, there might be an arm over here. Oh, the process is great. He's transforming our life. Isn't that beautiful? They'll complete the assignment I gave them. And his assignment to us is not only the work that he's called us to do, but the person he's designed us to be. And then we see the end result of all all this process here. Listen to what the Message Bible says. You'll go out in joy. You'll go out in joy. Wow. That's the culture we're called to live in. That's the spirit of wisdom and revelation, what it produces within us. Joy. Years ago, I, would, I, I, I had this rowboat, and I, I was in high school, and I bought it from a resort. It was used, and, and I would, all I had were oars. <laughs> so I'd go rowing across the lake, and I threw a rapala out, and I was trolling, just, you know, rowing. And I was listening to a Kenneth Hagen tape, had my headphones on, and... It was one of his prayer sessions, prayer, you know, conferences. And all of a sudden, the spirit of intercession fell on the congregation. And you could just hear, the, I mean, I was just caught up with the headphones on, like you're right there, and tears are streaming down my face. And I'm like, I caught a five-pound walleye. <laughs> and I just went in, I thought, and I didn't even care. It was like... This presence of God is so marvelous. And I went back to the landing, and my grandfather was, it was by his place, and he was working out in the yard or something. He says, you're back already? <laughs> Hallelujah. You'll go out with joy when the living stamp of, of our being caught up in the spirit of wisdom and revelation. There'll be such joy in our life. 
We're walking unhindered, unrestricted with him. You'll be led into a whole and complete life. You, you will be led into a whole and complete life. If you're feeling incomplete, if you're just feeling like something's really missing, oh, it's time just to turn. I think the Spirit of God is right there with some to allow you to make that step and turn fully to him. To turn fully to him and all those things that have been there pressing and they reoccur. He's helping you today to open up the door of your heart. Oh, I want all of you, Lord. Take all of me. A whole and complete life. The mountains and hills will lead the parade. Bursting with song. Don't you love it when there's just this uplifting song within your heart? Well, this can be continual. All the trees of the forest will join the procession, exuberant with, a, with applause. The culture... <laughs> That was a spirit of wisdom and revelation. While we're right in the middle of this walking with God, and our whole being is brought into this glorious transformation, day by day, from glory to glory. Amen. Amen. God is a miracle worker. We've been seeing God heal dramatically more lately than I have for a while. I've been praying about that. We saw things back in the 80s and 70s, a lot more dynamic miracles. I even say, Lord, we need to see some more of that instantaneous stuff. (laughs) Amen. And God has been, I've had other people praying, but it's like, isn't that great? God is, is moving. Amen. If you have an issue in your body, you're watching this, I'm going to ask you to stretch your hand out. And I, I just want you to pray. We're going to pray for the glory of the Lord to come in and to heal you. If you have something, an infirmity or something that's in a particular point in your body, just put your hand on it now. And, and we will pray for you, all of us here. Amen. Open your heart to him. Hallelujah. We're going to pray. We're all going to agree now. Father God, in Jesus' name, I take authority over every physical infirmity that's represented. In Jesus' name, I command sickness to leave. In Jesus' name, be free. In Jesus' name, every spirit of infirmity that would try to latch on and gain inroad into that body, now in Jesus' name, I pull you down. And Father, I ask now that your glory would fill that vacated place. The wonderful touch of your healing grace. 
If you need to encounter this loving Jesus that has set these things before you today, just open your heart to him. Confess him as Lord. I believe that you've you've been raised from the dead. I believe the Father caused you to be the Lamb and you bore all the sins of the world, all of my sins. You took them away. And now I take the step of putting my faith in you. I receive you to have be the Lord of my life. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for causing your life to flood my heart. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the fellowship of your spirit. In Jesus' name. And Father, also we pray for all family issues and relationship issues. We ask that you intervene, Lord God, and bring about resurrection life. Amen. Amen. You know, Pastor Dean, you mentioned that the Lord wants us to live unhindered and unrestricted. You use those words. And uh, so if there are any hindrances that we sense or any restrictions in our lives that are keep us, keeping us from running the race that is in this hour now, that's before us, I believe the Lord wants to remove them. And, and my mind keeps going back to that cat because... <laughs> Because, and partly the thing, I believe there's maybe some here, a few in the audience here, but out there watching that there are things that are generational that have been passed down from one generation to the next, and that can be in the culture type stuff, right. or it can be in the physical, like physical things in our bodies, um, the mental emotional and all that you know if god i'm i'm sure i'm not sure i still understand the thing with the cat that just real brief little parentheses that was what the lord showed you was there was something with the cat that was connected with on the land something was attacking the cat there was an attack and it hit the cat i mean there was something in the land but it manifested uh, you mean the land that they were living on? Well, that's just what I saw. I mean, very subjective. Yeah. But <laughs> well, we don't have to necessarily understand, but this is what has come to me that I'd like to ask you if you would pray a prayer that these folks can join with concerning themselves, the things that may have been passed down from one generation to the next, and whether it's physical, it could be financial stuff too, right. like the poverty spirit or whatever. It could be pretty much anything that's restricting or hindering them in their walk with the Lord, or even the joy. What was you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace, hindering that. Right. Well. So if you. I think I hear it in your voice. Why don't you pray, and I'll agree with you. <laughs> in the name of Jesus, Who we stand against anything. 
that has been passed down from generation to another generation, maybe even another generation, we don't know how many, whether it's physically in bodies or if it's in minds or like Pasadena was talking about culture, even cultures in a home or atmosphere in a home, we, we declare the blood of Jesus over that curse. Jesus bore the curse for us so that we do not have to bear the curse. No, he doesn't want us to. If he, we know, Lord, if you care about a cat and you would give that word of knowledge about things from generations that was effect, somehow affecting that cat, that that cat rose up even to the astonishment of the vet there in that office. We know you care about us. We know that you care about the sparrows and you care about us, everyone. And so we declare those things, those generational things. And if you're listening, if you're seeing this, you'll know what that is. The Lord will show you right now what that is. If that's you, if there's something there that has been passed down from generation to generation. We take that stand now in Jesus' name. In fact, part of that is turning in our minds. We repentance, that's what that is. We turn away from it. Anything in our lives that is giving place to that, we, we just would cast it down. Particularly in our thoughts and imaginations, we cast those down, those things that would tend toward hindrance and restriction in our walk with you and our being your lights in this world. We cast off the bushel baskets that would hinder the light from shining in these days that are coming forth. In Jesus' name, the blood of Jesus, say that. The blood of Jesus. Say it again. The blood of Jesus. Say this. I am surrounded, I am surrounded by the blood of Jesus. I am surrounded by the blood of Jesus. I am surrounded by the blood that will never lose its power. The blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Our enemy hates it when we talk about the blood of Jesus. He hates it. He hates it. Because he know he was, he was foiled. When he saw that blood, he thought that he had won the battle. But Jesus rose up from death, and he bore the curse for us because it says that anyone hung on a tree is bearing the curse, and he bore it for us. All this junk is in the curse. Just look at Deuteronomy 28, and you can see all this stuff there. Okay, Pastor Dean, here's something I want you to pray about. <laughs> what you're seeing about those miracles, I'd like you to, however the Lord puts in your heart, to pray for them, to ask that they be manifest in these days that are before us. I was just reading that scripture. Where was, is that? In John, one of the teens there, 
in John, what Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, if you ask anything of the Father in my name, I will do it for you. And I believe we're in the right season for asking this. I really believe it. Amen. I believe we're in the right season to ask for this. Yes. I believe it's the time. Amen. And so, would you lead us in a prayer for this? Okay. Hallelujah. You are faithful, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. And I'll just say this before I pray. In 1 Corinthians 14, we read, Pursue love, the Amplified. Make love your great aim, your great quest. And eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. And in Bible school, one of our teachers said, that word, eagerly desire, is like a white-hot desire. The hottest something can get before a metal will melt. And that's what I'm asking for today, Lord God, that by your Spirit, you would put this desire, this passion, this cry within us, that these powerful gifts, gifts of power, would be in manifestation. There are people that will never, Lord God, receive their healing without that visitation of power. And I'm calling upon you, Lord. We're calling upon you. Manifest that glory, Father. Set people free. Stretch forth your hand to heal. We're right here, Lord. Use us in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. And so watch for the next episodes <laughs> online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can be out there online. And, you know, I, I, I didn't think of, why don't you pray over our tithes and offerings, too, that we give. I don't think we need to give all that information. Again, people know where to give, I believe, but just pray, if you would just pray a blessing over those. Father, we thank you for those that have supported TCC, and Father, I declare that TCC's God will supply all of their needs according, Lord God, to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I thank you for opening doors that are remarkable, supernatural. I thank you for provision, Lord, that just causes their faithfulness to excel more and more and more and become a, a snowballing effect, Lord right into your presence. Thank you, Lord, for blessing your people. In Jesus' name. And before we sign off here, Adam has okay. one more word here to share. Just want to let you know that uh, this, as we are praying for our nation, there's a great way to continue doing that. As a nation, this Saturday, we are prayer walking. Uh, if, for more information, if you go to the marchforjesus.org, you can find a simple prayer walking guide. Um, this Saturday, coming Saturday, uh, we are prayer walking in our cities, just in small groups. And then at noon, you uh, finish it at noon by getting on your knees and declaring Jesus is Lord. 
and that'll be happening all across the nation. So please go to themarchforjesus.org and download the simple, um, simple prayer walking guide that you can do together with people all over. Thanks. Amen. Thank you, Adam. God's blessings to you all. Yeah, Thank you, Pastor Lord Dean. Bless you. We'll see you next <laughs> Sunday here. Amen. All right.